oh, we sure miss this. The sound of the crowd, the house lights going on, Max on the drums and Bruce counting down the start to Born to Run. Hi, I'm Ted Canova and welcome to my new podcast, That One Lyric. If you're like me, you have many favorite artists. Friends know what Jackson Brown means to me, but there's a whole slew of other musicians I love, including those I've interviewed on my other music podcast, The Tour. But there's something about Bruce. You know what I mean. It's not just the concerts, the band, the community of fans. It's also that one lyric from a particular song. Maybe you're like me that you're at a concert singing and dancing and you turn to a stranger standing next to you and say, did you just see that? And they nod, yes. You turn back to the stage and the music goes to another level. It transports you. Okay, by now you think I'm crazy, but I'm just a big fan, just like you. And my fandom takes me to that place, that one lyric I want to profile and hear what it means to you and your life. We'll start with Springsteen, but who knows where it'll take us. In this first episode, I invited my good friend Jonathan, who I met at a Bruce in the USA tribute show years ago. And the friendship has taken off into the pit for many amazing Bruce shows, from Mohegan Sun to Philly to DC, even Rome, Italy, where we stood before 80,000 fans. So sit back, Jonathan picks that one lyric from Born to Run that I never would have guessed. How are you doing today, Jonathan? Hey, Ted. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so happy that you were uh, game to at least trying out this new podcast. Why don't you tell me how you came to appreciate the music of Bruce Springsteen? Well, it's my birthright because, you know, I'm from New Jersey, so I kind of had to like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I grew up in the 80s, and believe it or not, when I first was exposed to Bruce Springsteen, I did not like him. Wait, wait, wait. You're from New Jersey. Don't you have to like him just coming out of the womb? <laughs> and eventually I did. I had a defining moment. I had the Born in the USA tape, and I remember listening to the song, My Hometown. And I was looking at the lyrics, and I noticed on the lyrics that sometimes Bruce sang my hometown, sometimes he sang your hometown. At least that's how it looked in the lyrics. I was eight years old and running with diamond I was like, I think that they had a misprint because the song is my hometown. The lyrics are not your hometown. The chorus wouldn't be your hometown. It would be my hometown. That's the name of the song. So I put on the tape. I listened very intently to that song with the lyrics. And I realized that that song is a story. I was like, wow, that's pretty incredible. I was about 12 years old. I couldn't believe that that song actually told a story. This is your hometown. I listened to the rest of the tape and all of the songs are stories. It was really kind of incredible for me to realize that here's this rock and roll singer, but these songs had a real meaning to them. It's quite genius thinking a rock and roller is also a singer songwriter. People who get to know Bruce Springsteen appreciate the ballads maybe as much as the rock and roll songs. Yeah, and sometimes the rock and roll songs have great stories too. They have profound moments in them also. But for me, first and foremost, the guy can tell an amazing story and very efficiently in just a few lines. So it's really incredible. Do you have a total of how many times you've seen Bruce in the E Street Band? I don't. I lost track somewhere in the reunion tour, 99 and 2000. I saw many, many shows. But my record for any one year is 16. 
And I saw Bruce 16 times in 2012. And some of the people I met during that period of time eventually led me to meet you. So it all worked out quite nicely. Let's get to the songs. You want to talk a little bit about Born to Run and what it means to you. The first time I heard Born to Run, I didn't really like it that much or get it. It wasn't until I heard the acoustic version that he released on the Chimes of Freedom single in 1988 that the song really opened up to me. I love you with all madness in my soul. I mean, I want say I understood it where I could really listen to it follow it along where it began to have you know an impact on me and my thinking and my soul but really the fact that he was able to write a song like that when he's 24 years old is really incredible the questions that he asked himself in that song were ones that he's still looking for the for the answers to and i do recall an interview with bruce maybe in the last year where somebody asked him what's it all about and he goes well it's in those two lines i want to know if love is wild i want to know if love is real I mean, when you think of his career of all of these decades and it gets synthesized to that, is love real? Yeah. And can you show me, Ted? And can you show me? Right. What what are you focusing on? It's towards the end of the song. There's this crescendo where right before he says one, two, three, four, and if you see him in concert, house lights are on and people are screaming and waving their arms and playing his guitar. I think he might have played his guitar once. And he screams one, two, three, four. And the line that follows is one that I think is really profound. He says, the highway's jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive. And that line has always really stuck with me since I listened to it and understood it. You know, it's not so much about the context in that song. It's more of an observation. It's an observation that the singer's making to Wendy. One, it's like his opening salvo of why she should, you know, get on that bike and go with him. So it's an observation and it's a contrast, I think, because he's not that broken hero. He's young, ready to go alive and, you know, come with me for, you know, the ride of your life for adventure. And, you know, I think he follows by together we can live with a sad and I'll love you with all the madness in my soul, right? So he's making his pitch. But that line, that observation, I think is a really profound observation. But to me, that line means, one, I don't ever want to be that broken hero. You know, that last chance power drive is a recognition that people have a hard time dealing with change. And everything changes. Impermanence is, is the only thing that you can really count on. But we have a hard time letting go and giving up. And I think as a human instinct, we tend to grasp onto things that help us feel comfortable, that we like, maybe that we love. And I can never let go. And I can be that broken hero on that last chance power drive, trying to maintain something that's time is gone. That lyric is always sort of hit me is, I don't want to be that person who doesn't realize that it's changed, that my time is either gone or this moment is gone and I can't hold on to it. I think you can spend a lot of time obsessing over what you could have done, what you should have done, and try again and revisit and go back and try again. And you can't go back. You have to be able to let go and move on. And the character's observing that most of these guys out there, these other ones who want you, their time has passed. They haven't realized it. They're out there. Don't waste your time on them. But being stuck in that moment and obsessing over what happened before prevents you from becoming whatever that next thing is. And that experience is is a really important, valid one that you should honor and live through. But if you stay there too long, you don't become whatever you're supposed to be next that builds on that, that thing. 
And I don't ever want to be that broken hero. I don't ever want to be the one who's trying to cling to something that can't be clung to, doesn't want to be clung to. I want to be ready to move on when the time is right. Jonathan, that's beautiful. I think this is a closing argument for a guy wanting a girl. A flawed guy. Take me as I am. I want to die with you, Wendy, on the streets tonight in an everlasting kiss. I mean, I mean, it is. It's a romantic idea. And if you lay it out as a court case, you know, or I'm making my pitch to Wendy, he's trying really hard. I don't know if she goes along with him or not, but it'd be hard to say no. One of the things that I've always loved about the song, it's uh, optimism at the end. Someday, I don't know when, we're going to get to that place. We really want to go and we'll walk in the sun. There's a lot of hope in that line. While you say you don't know if she goes with him, and I've never thought this before, this is the character proposing to Wendy. It's interesting. And we could go through some of the lines leading up to the one that you pick out. I'll love you with all the madness in my soul. Didn't you say that in your proposal to your wife? <laughs> it's part of the vows that I used when I got married, yeah. Is the character on his knees, Oh, whether literally or figuratively, to Wendy in this song? I think by the end, he is most definitely on his knees. There's a, there's a begging that's happening. Maybe there's an irony in this that he is that broken hero he's talking to. Maybe they had a long relationship and, you know, they broke up and he can't let go. Maybe he is the character, the person I'm, I'm talking about. Maybe there's an irony in there, and I've never thought that before. It took this kind of conversation and focusing on that to kind of bring that out. But maybe. I don't want to think that because I really like this guy. It's interesting because four minutes in and he's still, he's still at it. We don't know what she says. The line that you're focusing on, that one lyric, is in The Sopranos. Did you know that? I do. He says, why are you late? You're late. Highway was jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive. Oh, you're going to get cute now. This line also appears in an episode of Futurama. It is like an electronic message board as they're getting on a highway. It says, the highway is jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive. I'm pretty sure. Jonathan, this is great. You added to the depth of the song by picking that one lyric. And you actually spurred my imagination to think if this was a marriage proposal to Wendy. Yeah, I hope that they're uh, wildly successful as a couple. It's a nice romantic idea. They find that connection. You know, they grow old together and their characters and, you know, songs the next 40 years. Well, perhaps the character and Wendy are living in Colts Neck, New Jersey on a ranch. Could be, could be. Jonathan, thanks for taking the time. I really enjoyed the exploration. Uh, this was great. Talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. All right, bye. Well, I'm so happy to have introduced you to Jonathan, a great fan and an even better friend. And who would have guessed that one lyric he chose from Born to Run? But Jonathan opened the door and what it means to him. Look, I don't know where this podcast is going, but we're going to keep the focus on Bruce for a little while and talk to other fans about that one lyric. If you want to be part of this, send me a message, drop me a line. I'd love to talk to you about that one lyric and what it means to you in your life. And do me a favor, if you like this, and I figure you do since you're still here, share this with friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to end the tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time. <laughs>